0: Welcome to the Shalhaba Harbour Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So blessed by last Sunday morning. Um, the incredible baptisms that that was just such an awesome atmosphere out there and uh, just so encouraged and seeing our church family Um, we had the the PA set up for people that weren't out out there we had the little pool at the back there and people people got to 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 get baptized during the the service and there was such a buzz out there and uh, just so encouraged by the great things that God is doing and you know I was just thinking this week uh, um, uh, on Thursday it was the first day of summer and I was very excited about that thought but then it dawned on me, I can't believe that it's summertime already. I can't believe that it's December already and in a few weeks time we're going to be celebrating the birthday of the person who has shaped history more than any other person on the planet and that is Jesus Christ. But I can't believe how quickly um, we've come there and you know just reflecting on it this morning, there's no greater story of hope than Jesus and what He did on the cross for us in the midst of all the tinsel, the presents, the food. Who can hide who Jesus is? No one can. He is the resurrection and the life, and no one comes to no one that comes to Him will perish, but have eternal life. Amen. And this is the season that we're getting, getting geared up for. This is the, the time that we're preparing our hearts for to celebrate the birthday of the most influential person that I believe that ever lived on the planet. Friends, this Christmas, it's about us celebrating Jesus and Jesus is the hope of the world. Don't you believe that this morning? He is he's the hope of the world. And you know, the truth is this. Until people encounter him, they have so many opinions about who he is and who he was. They can say things like he was a good man, a teacher, a moral advisor, a prophet, but over the next few weeks, we're going to spend some time digging into some of the descriptions that Jesus gives himself in the book of John, chapter 11, I believe it is, because Jesus gives us seven different pictures of who he is. He says, I am. We want to look at them this morning in John chapter 7 and then we want to focus on one particular I am and spend some time this morning looking at that, looking at the story of Lazarus and uh, Mary and Martha and Thomas and just seeing how their lives were impacted uh, by, by Jesus Christ and the fact that he is the resurrection. And it says this in, in uh, uh, John chapter 11, it said, he says this about himself, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He also described himself like this. He said, I am the bread of life. If you eat of me, you will never hunger again. Awesome. He also says, he said, I am the gate or I am the door by which you enter. And he also said about himself, he said, I am the good shepherd who, lay down, who lays down his life for the sheep. Aren't you happy about that this morning? Lay down my life for the sheep. And then he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness again. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. How are you looking this morning, branch? I've got this lemon tree at home. It's terrible. I mean, it's just lost its leaves. It's all scribbled up and I don't know what to do with it I keep threatening to cut it down but my wife in her wisdom says no and then I brought Ziggy around and he's given me a few thoughts amen but we need to be flourishing amen if he's the vine and we're branches, we need to make sure that we're flourishing. So this morning, I want to focus on the statement, the "I am" statement from John chapter eleven, verse twenty-five. And Jesus says this: Jesus said, "I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me uh, will live, even though they die." Listen to it again: "I am the resurrection and the life." Many years ago, I was doing a scripture class, and one of the one of the kids asked, "What is the resurrection?" And uh, good question, isn't it? Good, what is Good the resurrection? And basically, the answer was this. Something that was dead was brought back to life. Amen? As simple as that. Something that was dead that was brought back to life. And the truth that I want to highlight this morning is this. We serve a God who brings dead things back to life. You might be here this morning today and you feel like there are some things that have died within you. But we're going to see today that God, the God that we serve, brings dead things back to life. He's the, the God of the resurrection. Amen. And you might have some areas of your life this morning that you feel I might be a bit dead or dying on the inside. The good news is today is that we serve the God of the resurrection. Amen. And there would be some things today, there would be some areas in our lives this morning where we could be struggling with, and we want to look at three things this morning, three areas that many people can struggle with and can affect our joy and our faith. But we want to look this morning at the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11 to see what we can learn about the resurrection power of God. So in verse 1, we all start with this. We see that the Bible says, now there was a man named Lazarus, and he was sick. You know the story. And we're going to find out that he wasn't just sick. He was so sick, he was going to die. We find out in that first few verses there, we find out that he was from Bethany. and He had a sister, Mary, and another sister called Martha. And in verse 3, the Bible says this. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. And what, uh, and what did they tell him? They said, Lord, the one that you love is sick. This was the bad news in the middle of a good life the bad news in the middle of a good life. You know, this morning, the reality is that there would be many of us here that are rejoicing in life. I mean, things are going really well. Amen? Hands up if you're feeling like that. Things are good. or my ducks are starting to line up. I mean, you know, things are going really, really well. And that is awesome. But you know, the reality is there'll be many people here today that are struggling, that are hurting, That maybe during the course of this week have received some bad news, a a bad diagnosis. You might have had a a loved one that passed away. Your child might be walking away from God or you've been told that you might be losing your job. There could be a number of people here this morning that received bad news in the middle of a good night. Bad news can really rock us, but look at what Jesus says in verse 4, and this is the interesting thing, and this, hopefully, if we could get this this morning, I believe it will help us, because Jesus says something amazing in verse 4 of this text here. He says, when he heard this news, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. Then he says, no, it is for what? Is it up there? What does it say? Uh, Okay, when he heard the news, Jesus said this sickness will not end in death, so that God's son may be glorified through it. And the good news is this morning is this. This very thing that you would never ever want to happen, God is going to bring glory to himself through the worst news that you could ever imagine. So this morning you might be struggling and there might be some areas of your life that you feel like are dying on the inside, but I want to encourage you this morning. God will be glorified in that situation. God will be glorified through that thing that you're struggling in. God will be magnified through that thing if you just continue to put your faith and your trust in Him. So I love the few verses of John chapter 11. Before we get to verse 43... We'll get there in a couple of minutes' time. Let me give you a quick summary of uh, verses 5 through to 14. and You can read it on your own time if you like. But basically, everyone believes that Jesus is going to come and help Lazarus. But what does Jesus do? We find in verses 5 through to 14, for two days, he does nothing. He's whistling. two days he does nothing he's hanging out with the boys everyone else there freaking out and here is Jesus he's hanging out two days later he says to his disciples hey let's go back to Judah they say no if you go there everyone's going to try to kill you which would have been true but he says this listen to it this morning but he says no Lazarus has fallen asleep and we need to go and wake him up now, he wasn't saying Lazarus was tired and taking a nap. What he was saying literally is that he was dead and we need to go and raise him from the dead. That's the context of the story this morning. That's like the, 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 the beginning of this story this morning. That sort of sets the scenery this morning. And before we continue on... I want us to spend some time looking at the three characters that we see here. Firstly, Thomas, then Mary, then Martha. And Thomas, we see uh, making a comment uh, in verse, I think it's 15 or 16. But Thomas basically was like this. Thomas was someone that really struggled with his doubts. Really struggled with doubts. All through scripture, how do we know Thomas as? Doubting Thomas. Thomas absolutely struggled with doubt he was dying on the inside with doubt in fact what we find in verse 16 it is not only doubting but he was also sarcastic because we see that he says to jesus and the disciples sarcastic and doubting thomas let us also go that we may die with him like how negative and how full of doubt in other words he's doubting this is never going to turn out good at all hands up if you've ever doubted spiritually I mean, probably all of us could. At some point, we've prayed a prayer, and the prayer hasn't come to pass. Or perhaps you were believing God for a healing, and that didn't, didn't really take place, and something tragic happened. Well, you know, if God is good, then why did that happen? If he's all-powerful, why didn't he stop it? And suddenly, like Thomas, there's something on the inside that's a little bit dead. We start to die in our doubts. God doesn't want us to be dying in our doubts, Amen. He wants to bring the resurrection power of his son, Jesus Christ, into our lives so that we can so believe him. Amen. So today you might be like Thomas, dead in your doubts, but maybe you're also like Mary. Because we see Mary here in this couple of verses of scripture here that she was dead in her discouragement. She was dying on the inside of discouragement. We see it in verse 20 in this Chapter of scripture that Mary was very discouraged. We see in verse 20, when Martha heard the news that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet Jesus. But what did Mary do? She stayed at home. She's like, why bother? I don't even need to go out there. I mean, he's already dead. There's nothing that anyone can do about this anyway. And you know, that could be how many of us can be like that as well. We can be dying in our discouragement on the inside. I can't change anything. I'm always going to feel alone. I'm always going to feel depressed. I'll never get married. I'm always going to be stuck in this dead-end job. Some of us are dead in our doubts, and some of us are also dead in our discouragements. But today, as we start to conclude, we're going to see that Martha was dead in the delay. She was dying on the inside because of the delay. Let me explain. She was thinking like this. God, it took too long jesus should have come back earlier and he didn't why did he take so long in verse 17 we see this on his arrival jesus found lazarus that had already been in the tomb for how many days four days that's significant when we think about the thought he was already dead in the tomb for four days and the thought is why does that four days matter well just to to tell you in the time that martha was living there was a commonly held belief that a spirit would stick around for three days or four days after someone died. And I want to say this morning, it's not a biblical, uh, a, a biblical uh, basis, it's not a Christian belief either, but it was just like folklore at that particular time, that if someone died, their spirit was sort of hanging around in case, up to three days, in case uh, miraculously the person came alive and their spirit came back into them. Well, at four days, the spirit had left in her mind. Lazarus wasn't just mostly dead, in Martha's mind. He was dead, dead, and then dead some more in her mind. So in verse 21, this is what Martha said. Lord, Martha said, help me out. What did she say? She said, if you had been here, my brother, he wouldn't have died. You took too long. Why didn't you do this when you could have done something about it? And right now, you know, you might be here and you can relate that because you can start to f- think to yourself as well that you're feeling a little bit dead in your delay. You're waiting on some answered prayer or some result. Can I encourage you this morning? Never forget that God's delays are not God's denials. Just because God hasn't done something yet doesn't mean that God is not still in charge, amen. I want to encourage you if that prayer hasn't come to pass, that request hasn't come to pass, don't give up and allow it to die on the inside. Just because God hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that he's not going to do it in the future as well. Glory to God. So the first part of the story in in John chapter 11, we see just a few characters there. We see firstly Lazarus dies. We see Thomas is freaking out. We see Mary's quite depressed and we see that Martha is mad. But then in verse 22, this is what Martha said. She She says this, But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask of him. She's saying that about Jesus. She looks at Jesus and says, I know that even now, even though we're dead in our delays, we're dead in our discouragement, we're dead in our doubts, even though that we're dead on the inside, I know that whatever you ask, God will give you. I believe that there's many people today here, the will hear the podcast as well, that you need to have an even now moment with God. Even though you're struggling with discouragement, even though you're struggling with doubts, even though you're struggling with a sense of God's delay, just like Mary was about to have an even now, I believe that there are people that can have an even now moment as well. You might be stuck on all your doubts or your discouragement and delays and it's time to turn the page of faith and come alive and believe that even now all things are still possible with God. He is the God of the resurrection, amen. He takes dead things and brings them back to life, hallelujah. That's the God that you serve. That's the God that lives on the inside of you. Even now, when there's something dead, the resurrection power of Christ can bring dead things back to life. Listen to these thoughts here. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Great question. Martha was confused thinking that Jesus was talking about resurrection of eternal life But she didn't understand that he is the resurrection. The resurrection is not an event, but a person. And when he walks into the room, dead things come back to life. Dead things come back to life. Listen to what he said now in verse 43. If I could just have the keyboardist, thank you. Verse 43. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who died, come out bound, hand and foot with grave clothes, and his faith was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. This is the kicker as we conclude this morning. I believe the same voice that called Lazarus to come out is the same voice that is calling many of us to come out of our doubts, our discouragement, and our delays today. Amen. Because he is the God of the resurrection. And if there are things that are dying or dead on the inside, God today has the power and the ability to speak to you and to call you out of that discouragement and to call you out of that delay and to call you out of those doubts, amen, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's the, God that we stand, that's the God that we serve this morning. Why don't we stand to our feet together today? He's a mighty God. He can bring great breakthrough in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our challenges. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. But this morning, this morning, It's all about our surrender. It's all about our willingness just to say, God, I don't understand, but I'm surrendering my doubt to you. God, I'm not quite sure, but I'm surrendering my discouragement to you. God, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed, but I'm surrendering that thought of delay to you today, knowing that you will bring to pass your plan and your will and your purpose for my life. Hallelujah. Don't you love that thought? No number of us may not have got it in the beginning there, but we saw when, when um, uh, Mary was speaking to Jesus and, 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 and out of those words, that the Son of God would be glorified through this situation. That's exactly what took place. Lazarus was dead. He was so dead. But Jesus declared from the outset, he knew exactly what was going to happen, that he, would, he was going to be glorified through that situation, and he was. You may not be dead this morning, and we're so thankful that you aren't, but there may be some areas of your heart this morning that are dying on the inside. I want to encourage us just for a couple of minutes as we get ready to conclude today, just to, to bring this to the altar this morning and say, Lord, I surrender. If you're here today and you're struggling with discouragement, you're struggling with doubts, you're struggling with that sense of an unanswered prayer, I want to just encourage you just before we finish, just to pray and to encourage you today. If that's you this morning and you'd like some prayer before we finish today, Let's just bring it before God today. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, we just surrendered to you this morning. We're just so thankful today that, Lord, in all things you would be glorified, that, Lord, together you you use all things together for good, for those that love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Father, today, no matter what we're facing, no matter what we might be struggling with today, We just remember today that you are the God of the resurrection. You bring dead things back to life. And today, we thank you. We open our hearts and we surrender to you. Even though there may be areas that are dying, maybe things that that have died on the inside, we thank you today. We invite you in, Holy Spirit, today to bring to life those things that we've struggled with, those things that we've battled with. We so thank you this morning. Just while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you've never ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. You've never made a public declaration. You've never asked for that saving grace, separated by God because of our sins, but because of what Jesus Christ did for us, he paved the way. He became the bridge between us and God. Today, if you've never asked for Jesus to forgive you of your sin, you've never prayed the prayer of salvation, then while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I would love to lead you in a prayer simply just to raise your hand so that I can see who you are this morning. Is there anyone like that today? Just before we conclude, Father, we thank you. Lord, we so bless you. Hallelujah. Well, amen.